one podcast. Mining the Magic the Gathering community for salt. This is the Howling Salt Mine. It's the Howling Salt Mine. The Howling Salt Mine. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine podcast. The p- Mike, Mike. I'm trying to be not sleepy, dude. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just staring into my soul. <laughs> I gotta get my eyes wide open. <laughs> With arms wide open, crank them open. The podcast so where we delve. <laughs> the podcast where we delve into the salty, salty minds of the Magic Gathering community. We find the salty stories, the salty posts we love. We put them in our mind cart. We bring them right back up to you, our dear prospectors at home. As always, I'm your host, Sam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Tony and Lil Sleepy Mike. Say hey, guys. What up, what up, what up? Hey, guys. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, got the little blanket and everything, hey guys, too. Like... <laughs> that's just that's just like cozy, though. I don't even need to be sleepy to have the blanket, you know? <laughs> that's just cozy um, core. What What am I... What do I have to say? I... I think I have like a point of order with like just podcast. What what do you? I thought you, you had a point of order stuff? with um, how much toughness Deathrite Shaman had. Hey, not yet. Give me a minute. <laughs> right now. Give me I a think right minute. now. <laughs> the one thing I want to say is that, as always, the salty stories are the lifeblood of the podcast. Mm. We're getting so many now that it has become very hard for us to reply back whenever we get one and be like, thank you for the salty story. So just know that we are seeing all of the salty stories you guys are sending us. I just don't want anyone out there in prospector land to be like, I didn't get a message back. They didn't get my story. I'm I'm reading them all, baby. I'm reading every message you send and laughing at all the shit and just can't wait to read it to Tony and Mike. That's all I want to do. Now you guys can fucking roast me. <laughs> do toughness, dude. It's got do toughness. Yes, I know now. So- we, we've talked many times about how sometimes Sam gets so salty that he has to message people like after <laughs> the game. And the last Patreon game night, I got some messages from Sam afterwards for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Let me have it, dude. Let me fucking have it. I knew this moment was coming and I'm, I'm ready. So we were playing a game of good old CDH. It's me, Sam, Beat. Beat Farm, our lovely patron. Mm-hmm. Beat was definitely there. Yeah, Beat Beat was playing in the Gila deck. Talk about hashtag respect the feud. <laughs> I think it was I think it was Royal Flood. I think it was Flood. I think it was Flood. Yeah, Flood was the other one. Uh, so we're playing, and Beat and Flood both are like, we're a little bit newer to this, like trying to like pilot stuff. Want to like we might fuck shit up, like whatever. Like and we're like that's cool. We'll play. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. I'm playing S tier Selvala. Oh boy. Uh, and fucking shredding on board. Oh boy. And, <laughs> I was playing Blue Farm. And oh, B was running Najila, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Fuck, what was Flood running? Tassiker? No. Um, I don't fucking remember, man. I was drinking a lot of beers. Yeah. Was it just Blue Farm? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Take that again. Give another clean intro. I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh do you, okay, want, so- me to, do you want me to set the stage for my own roast here, Tony? Probably. I barely remember it. All I remember is I started fucking drawing myself on. Okay. You're like... No. So this is this is what happened. See, I should have taken control to begin with because I know you're going <laughs> to fucking misrepresent my salt. 
of which I am very ashamed. Let the record reflect. I feel bad. And I was very embarrassed. <laughs> like Tony said, sometimes I get so salty that I truly flip my lid and like, uh, and say mean things to your friends. <laughs> yeah. And say, and say mean shit. And, um, just am like an absolute, like whiny cry baby and shit like that. Uh, so yeah, very cool. Very cool behavior for me to have. So this was on a Patreon game night, the, the most recent one we had, and we were playing a CDH game, and it was me on Blue Farm. Tony was playing Silvala, of course. Uh, Explorer hey. Returned, if you were confused about which one he was mm-hmm. playing. The better one, you know. We had a couple patrons in with us. We were playing with Beat Farm, Tony's constant rival in the Discord. Well, is it a rivalry? Like, you know, yeah, the guy's kind of a scrub. He's so. kind of got you crushed. So, yeah, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, there's no God competition. Beat was playing Najila, and then we had Royal Flood, uh, one of our other patrons. And Flood, I apologize. We can't fucking remember what you're playing. As we usually <laughs> say, get fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get fucked, fourth player. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is bad because like I know it was a black deck, um, because Flood like had a Douthy out that was important. Anyways. So we're playing CDH, and this is like last game of the night, and Beat and Flood are like fairly new to CDH, so we wanted it to be sort of like a bit of like a game on training wheels. Like we were going out of our way to talk about mulligans a little bit more, going out of our way to like just talk about like play and interaction and like how our decks worked and stuff like that. You know, it was like a pretty low-key game. So at a certain point, I cast an Adnaz and go down to like i don't know 11 life and this is when tony just starts like getting under my fucking skin <laughs> and being like being like you should really go to like seven or something and and he's like you got to do one more you really got to do one more he's like if you were good at that deck you would know you would do one more which like i don't think tony's ever cast an ad in his entire fucking life i absolutely like, have what in your in your selvala deck dude no, no way. my fucking kirik deck uh that deck you played once i played it at least twice I don't think so. Yeah, I don't buy it. So anyways, yeah, I think you. I'm tasting some of the salt right now again. Yeah, I'm still, this is this is a whole the whole segment is me being salty about you. <laughs> so Tony starts getting under my skin like he's doing right now on the show, folks. <laughs> Making me relive this. And and I, I add nose on my turn and I just can't get there. And I have to like pass, which is already a huge feel bad. I'm like, this fucking sucks. And I should have just ad nauseated instant speed on someone's end step. But, you know, I had a few beers. It was the end of the night. I'm also yeah. just trash and misplaced sometimes. Mm. So after I ad nause, Flood cracks his Douthy Voidwalker and just also casts an ad nause. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I just fucking fed that right into the Douthy <laughs> like a yeah. clown. And I just got shut out. You might have had a silence, Tony, but I, I just got completely shut out and like nothing happened on that turn. And Flood had like a fat grip of cards. So we go to Najila's turn. Beat does Najila things. We go to Tony's turn. Tony does Silvala things. We're drawing a shit ton of cards. He's parlaying a bunch. He's like threatening wins and we're trying to stop him. Tony's awesome misplay of the game was trying to cast a uh, entwined tooth and nail on the stack when it's sorcery speed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so don't don't think that Tony is above reproach <laughs> here because he was the first to have like the biggest blunder misplay. And then uh, you basically still just had to you because you had floated the mana and you went to cast it and we we're like you can't cast it and you're like well I guess I have the mana floated and then this is when I misplay folks 
So I cast an Orcish Bowmasters. I'm getting a shit ton of pings because of the Silvala triggers. So I'm hitting like a couple key dorks around the table. There might have been like an Esper Sentinel that I hit. And I put a damage on Beat's Deathrite Shaman. Right. Beat had four mana up, a Deathrite yep. Shaman, and a revealed Force of Will from yeah. some draw. At some, from Parlay. From a parlay. Had parlay from a through parlay. a Force of Will. And yeah. we were like, okay, he can hard cast Force of Will. Now, mind you, I had Adnost and sculpt like pretty much a perfect winning hand. And I was like, sick, I can fucking win on my turn. We just have to stop Tony now and I have to get to my turn. So with the Orcish Bowmaster triggers, I have excess triggers. I end up killing Royal Flood with a couple of the triggers because, again, tons of Selvala stuff. And he had Adnost down to like five. Again, because Tony egged him on. Adnost like <laughs> yeah. one or two more times. Proving that I was right to not do that. <laughs> then we stop Tony. Tony ends up trying to cast the tooth and nail again at regular sorcery speed after all this shit resolved. And we just counter it and it moves on. Comes to my turn and I'm like, fuck yeah. I got it in the bag. I turned off Beats Mana Dork. He doesn't well, have yeah, before mana. that, like on that turn, you had excess pings from the Orcus Bowmaster and you yes. put them <laughs> on Silvala. So Zavala had yep. three damage marked on her. She's a two-four. And Deathrite Shaman had one damage marked on it and a one-two. <laughs> one damage marked on a Deathrite Shaman. <laughs> I had spare pings and I could have killed the Deathrite Shaman, but I'm a fucking dingus and I thought I had one toughness. And then my thinking with the extra ones was like, okay, I'll put it on Selvala. Tony has all this floated mana. That's going to stop Tony from untapping and tapping Selvala again this turn because he knows I'll just kill Selvala with excess Bowmaster triggers. So it's not like I was throwing it away. I had some logic to try to stop you, but like an absolute clown, I could have, because of how <laughs> Silvala works, I could have just put two on Silvala because the parlay would have given me two Bowmaster triggers and still have the same effect I wanted. And I could have killed the fucking Deathrite Shaman, who I thought was a 1-1 because I'm an absolute clown. Yep. Goes to my turn. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got it. Here we go. Big moves, doing my winning combo. Meanwhile, because of like the misplays and the stack and shit like that, <laughs> Tony and I are so riled up. Like everything the other person's doing, we're just like, you fucking piece of shit. You know, like it is no longer the tutorial scene. I don't CD know how much issue. I'm really saying that. I think there's a oh lot of so you were, that. dude. So bad. Yeah, you were, you were, we were both salty. I was just worse. <laughs> <laughs> Your aggression was getting very high though. Because I was like, absolutely. So Ball's aggressive. a fucking shitty deck. Why, why, why do you want to play shit? Like, oh, man. <laughs> Well, because you kept being, you just Dang. kept doing the thing you love to do, which is you're like, well, if you're playing a really good deck like Silvala, and I'm like, shut the yeah. fuck up. <laughs> Getting so under my skin, just pushing my buttons in every way you know oh, how to yeah. do perfectly. Go to my turn. I untap. I'm like, here it comes, baby. Here's the win con. I forget. I think it was an Underworld Breach loop that I had in hand. And I'm like, here it is. Cast Underworld Breach. And Beat is like, uh, hard cast the Force of Will. I was like, oh, actually... Beat, I think you're I think your death right should be Jammer. dead, right? And he was like, it's a one-two. And I was like, fuck. He was like, I even said that. I was like, yeah. fuck. <laughs> fuck. But I was too salty. I was too like like tilted in the moment to even even hear beat. All I could focus on was was Tony's horrible voice torturing me from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh... I fucking absolutely punt that game. I was super pissed. Sam was salty as fuck. Like, <laughs> like I was salty because th there's something like 
when you just fuck up because you're dumb and you're like not reading the board state right and it's not even that i wasn't reading the board state right like i mm. assessed threat correctly i just didn't read the fucking toughness of the card you know <laughs> and like the other thing is that i had it like i had it in the bag if i had just killed the fucking uh death right shaman i absolutely if I had, just used had the my win. resources better if i had just drawn the right card <laughs> yeah well no i had the right cards if i just hadn't misplayed man if i just hadn't misplayed like an absolute mm. goober i would have had it and all the while while this realization is happening, Tony is just twisting the knife and putting in a second knife and also twisting that knife and just being like, ah, you piece of shit. Like, yeah, hey, you misplay. You can't pilot a good deck. Meanwhile, he fucking tooth and nailed on the stack, like on his turn and like genuinely thought that would pop off. It was just so brutal. I was so fucking salty. And Tony just knew it was a great moment was jumping on it we had like an audience of a handful of patreon members that were like between games that were watching thankfully for them i'm sure it was extremely entertaining to see how fucking salty uh sam can get from time to time even afterwards beat was like wow i think i saw some like real playgroup salt there that was fucking awesome that was hilarious and i was like i don't feel awesome and i don't feel hilarious i feel embarrassed and stupid for everybody in the Discord, when you hear this, I need B and Flood to give their salt rating of Sam mm. in this moment. It was brutal, man. I think I was like, I'm not coming to your wedding. <laughs> I was laying it on. I think we talked about how I was going to put Beat in my groomsman suit and send Beat to the wedding. Yeah, Beat was going to show up for the wedding instead. It got really salty. It got super heated. Well, I actually wanted to read. Uh, so, so like I said, Sam got super salty it felt a little awkward we all left <laughs> and i got a message from sam like five minutes later after i signed off and he's like love you bitch uh kissy kissy <laughs> kissy face also i'm already bracing for this to be talked about on the pod and then i was like laugh out loud it's the price of knowing each other for 10 years <laughs> it so is like the, i think that's the thing with tony and i making each other salty is we know exactly what to say to make the other person like really pissed off yeah we see it happening and we're we're definitely not backing down we're like hmm, i'm gonna make this worse right now <laughs> yeah like the thing is while i was like absolutely raging, onto the tony fire. just kept being like hmm, seem a little salty sam hmm, yeah seem a little yeah. salty right now <laughs> we, were, we were making our like we were tasting the air you know? oh yeah it was in yeah. the spectator mm-hmm. At that point. <laughs> it was it was quite the game the the epilogue to that is we played another game afterwards tony didn't stick around but we played one more cdh game afterwards and i did redeem myself which thank god i needed to end that night with a win or else i would have been absolutely salty then earlier this week you also whiffed a game so that was good oh too. yeah that was pretty bad but i didn't get a salty though i was <laughs> no, just like well get... i'm stupid yeah Sam has been ripping on Salvala recently and like hating her. And it's like, this is like his fucking trash. <laughs> and so now like she came to fuck like she heard and she was like, I'm upset. And like yeah. our past game night, two nights ago was like she fucking slapped first Savala one crushed. and then almost won like three times in the next game. Uh, but fucking Mike on a Lotho deck, for fuck's sake, stopped <laughs> me like two times. The blue players couldn't do shit. And somehow it was Mike and the I Orzhov stopping each other. And the Selesnya player <laughs> yeah. just blasting interaction kind of on the stack fuck. back at yeah. each other. It was other. just one of those games where like the interaction was super niche and super spicy. Yeah. And that was that game was wicked fucking long, but it, it had fun. such an epic end. It was really, really fun. I will say like all my all my hate to Slavala. 
part of it is a bit of a shtick, of course, because we have the show, not mm-hmm. to uh, uh, break the glass for everybody out there. <laughs> but the other piece is that I just would love a slightly more diverse meta. Like, <laughs> I would love to have a CDH group where I can play against actual meta decks and not just Silvala every week. And that's yep. really it. Yep. Like, I have Marath. I don't play Marath every single game. Hmm. I could, though, if that's what you want me to do. <laughs> but I don't. You know, I got a bunch of top tier meta decks and then I have my my weird jank. I just don't have decks. That's the problem. Yep. Yes. It is the problem. You act as if we haven't like offered to help you solve that. <laughs> or like it's impossible to get another deck. We haven't done an MPC order in a while. I feel like it's like one of those things like if one was happening, I would just be like, yeah, but you yeah, could also not? just do one. But I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like the I am the problem in that scenario, but it's like I don't. Yes. It don't like, I don't know. Well, I don't have a good answer for you. Like, I, I, I don't have a desire enough to play other CDH decks as it like currently stands. It, at least not enough that it would drive me to like make an NPC order. Yeah, that's the real problem. Like, if there was just like one that was here, boom. Like, there's other decks I've thought about and like kind of want to have, but like, I'm just like, I don't feel like strongly enough to like go make it happen. I show you so. how to set up Moxfield and you'd be able to play it up. Right away. I did that have that true. and do it a little bit, and I feel like I don't love doing that. I do like its concept because I like not having to buy everything to like do it. But I just didn't. I did it a couple times when we were playing, and I just you didn't like love or something. It. No, I played a. Oh yeah, is it is that the name? Yeah, Skullbriar. All I know is it old Sticky Fingers. Like, old Stick Fingers. Oh, that's what it was. Stick Fingers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That and that is the name of the card. Right? Yeah. That that's the that's the commander. Truthfully, you know, play what you want to play, but I I think I have a desire to like play in a more diverse meta, yeah, just yeah. to like get reps in with like weird decks because like when I'm playing on streams, I'm playing against these decks and I'm like, oh my god, like what is this fucking spice? What does this deck even do? You know what I mean? It's mm. so legitimately good instead of just like weird and yeah, kind of fringe. Oh, uh, <laughs> and bad. Well, y'all no decks are, must really suck then because you the lost. No good, her. very bad. <laughs> Can't even beat her. deck. Hey, man, even a broken clock is right once a day, right? Isn't that the, the <laughs> saying? Twice even. Oh, is that a Twice saying? a day. Wow. Like yeah, yeah. Damn. Wow. Well, should well, we dive on in? Should we get into it? Yeah, guys. Let's talk about some salt. You know, I'm quite frankly uh, sick of roasting myself. Um, let yeah. the record reflect that Tony couldn't summon up a roast good enough. And I I knew you needed this dub. I knew I had to talk about my own salt. So, <laughs> But Sam, what's salt, baby? Salt is frustration in the game. Actually, sorry. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for asking that. That's fucking better. God damn it. <laughs> salt is frustration in the game. Salt is when you are going for your win con and... Uh, you know somebody has a counterspell in hand and you can kill their mana dork so that they can't cast the counterspell. And you just assume all mana dorks have one toughness because you're a clown and a fool. And you just... And you're seething in your own salt so you don't even hear the player being like, are you sure you don't want to add another point of damage? Yeah. yeah. You're blinded by salt. And blinded by the the taste of victory on your lips that you just absolutely misplay and punt when the table is helping you to not misplay, you still manage to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's salt. That's, that's salt right there for sure. That's Fucking it. Real salt, baby. And we're going to talk about it today with the hopes that we don't get salty in the future. And clearly, that is not happening, folks. <laughs> 
I will say my track record for massive salty outbursts is way lower than it used to be. <laughs> but that one, that one got me, man. That one got me good. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Well, sh- um, shall we get into wait, it? Wait, it should be. Um... But what is salt? <laughs> I already <laughs> no. fucking said it. <laughs> it's for the frustration of the game. This is bullshit. Mike's trying to steal my shit. And I'm sweating like fucking crazy. Like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like disapproval. It's just everything. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that we don't do video content, but it's moments like these that I wish the fans at home could see. You could see Mike's like the facial expressions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's fucking get into it. Let's do it. Guys, we have a pretty rare moment here in the salt mine. Mm. We have a follow-up story. Mm. Now, think back. Think back to episode 61. Time machine. (laughs) I like that we all went to the same type of sound effect for that. I'm here for it. Remember that Felden player? That was like kind of dishonest about their graveyard or they were summoning like blight steals out of their yard and, and shit like that. You guys remember that? Yes. Yeah, I do. We have a follow up from a different person in that pod. And this one comes to us from our friend whack. If you'll recall, it was, I think win at all costs or something like that was, <laughs> was there Slay. their Obviously. little pseudonym there. And the story goes, my name is Michael also referred to as Whack in episode 61 of your podcast. I'd like to share my side, or more accurately described, the objectively correct side of the story. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys will remember, we went in pretty hard on on poor Michael here. (laughs) Granted, with the information we had at the time, like it was totally appropriate, so... To summarize, I'm a traumatized victim of the words you shared on a recent podcast episode who plays Felden of the Third Path, plays Burning Inquiry Turn 1, and gets pissy when someone asks me what's in my graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) We're sorry. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sorry yet. I'm waiting until I hear the rest of the story. Fair. Fair. (laughs) I'm not sorry. That's showbiz, baby. (laughs) That's showbiz, baby. (laughs) (laughs) As far as pinkest bits or punk-ass bitch, uh, which we have since found out that that is the actual. Yeah, it is punk <laughs> ass bitch. Is the true name is punk <laughs> ass bitch. You can ask him this yourself. He's a valuable member of our play group and a dear friend to me. Sometimes he'd bring us food and insist on not getting paid for it. He's been to my wedding and he's even pulled a high value mythic in a box and just gave it to one of us because he thinks it'll work in one of our decks. But yeah. as we all know, the battles between us planeswalkers are ones that can sometimes lead to tears and bloodshed. We -hmm. respect our opponents enough to keep the kid gloves off and hope they respect us enough to do the same. Mm -hmm. Everything he said was true. If anything, he undersold me. I run Burning Inquiry not so that I can get cards in my graveyard. I have Tormenting Voice, Faithless Looting, and Cathartic Reunion for that. I run Burning Inquiry specifically so I can disrupt early game land drops <laughs> and put my opponents at a land disadvantage early. Sometimes this works, and sometimes it doesn't. But everyone knows that me bringing my first and special deck, Felden, out means the sock and boppers come off and the brass knuckles come on. If mm. punk-ass bitch has 
<laughs> funny for me to say if punk ass bitch has a right to play reaper king our other friend has the right to play send triplets and our other friend has a right to play risk the redeemed then you shouldn't have any issues with the mono red reanimator deck now there is one part of his story in your interpretation that i believe lacked good faith according to punk ass bitch i hoard my graveyard and have an attitude when someone asks me what's in it i was told it's been some time since the story was uploaded and I've made active efforts at improving myself. It's been a long process, but I think I'm starting to see results. Before, when someone would say, hey, Whack, can I see your grave? I'd say, sure thing, here. Now, after some much-needed self-reflection and retrospection, I say, yes, my liege, and please place one creature from within it onto the battlefield as if you were casting reanimate, except for the losing life part. I should also say you look lovely today. Please inform me of your next trip to the bathroom so I have the privilege of cleaning you up with my tongue before you exit. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> your criticism for me, your criticism of me for the most part was fair, but the implication of me being a scumbag that bordered cheating was a little unfounded. Hope you enjoy the other side of the story. Have a good rest of your day. Whack. P.S. I accepted the crackling with power deal, which I forget what that deal was about, but I do remember the rest of the story. It, it was uh, to replace the Burning Inquiry. Right? Oh, it was, yes. I'll give you a crackling with power if you replace the Burning Inquiry with it. I fucking love this, man. I think it's very interesting when two people in a play group dunk on each other through the vehicle of our podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is one of the most solid first examples of that happening. I think maybe yeah. it's happened one more time, but this this is this is a good one. This is definitely it. What I love the most is that he's just like, I am that. <laughs> but I do share my graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Like, and honestly, it's like kind of a small detail. It's something that we talked about a lot. But it like it does make a big difference. But this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of a funny thing because we do get these stories from people. And obviously, there's some level of bias in many of the salty stories we get because it's written from the perspective of the person who generally was wronged in that story. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, this could have been a couple instances of Pinkus Bits having like maybe one or two games where say that name again what did you just say pinkest bits, pinkest bits? Bitch? sorry that's that's like what it reads <laughs> there could have been like a couple instances where punk ass wanted to see that graveyard and maybe whack was a little bit dodgy about it or a little bit cagey and then in the story it evolves into like well they do this every single time shit like that yeah yeah but the art of theater everyone fucking like exactly uh, everything yeah. gets embellished i mean look yeah. at this like entire last paragraph that i just read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes allow me to lick your asshole clean my leash <laughs> yeah you fucking filled in the blank there tony <laughs> uh, someone's gotta someone's gotta we were all thinking uh, yeah we definitely were there there was one other thing about this post that i think we wanted to we wanted to correct that we discussed that potentially yes. like there's an option to reanimate a blight steel. We want to go on record. That's not possible. It's a it's a replacement effect. Blight steel never hits your graveyard. If it would, it gets shuffled back into your deck. So if there is any reanimation of a blight steel going on, call foul on that. <laughs> yeah. I would say in that situation, the borderline cheating is a little founded because you can't <laughs> yeah. do that. That's that's <laughs> beyond borderline. But clearly from the fact that we didn't get it right, it's not so straightforward. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> 
I'm glad this story talks about like that is unfounded on the the graveyard stuff. That that's just one of those things where like the view of the players matters so much. If you're the person putting stuff into your graveyard, you know what's putting in there. Maybe you even say it out loud. You're like, hey, I'm putting a couple things in there. You don't feel like it's your responsibility to say, hey, I'm putting this scary thread or this scary thread in there. Like, yeah, you know, it's not really your job to do that. You are putting it into a public zone. So if someone asks, you've got to be able to tell them. But don't lick their butthole. I encountered this the other day while we were playing. Like I had used a here into the abyss i had like 40 cards in my hand and i had to discard down to hand size and i was in a deck that cares about the graveyard and it's like at that point i'm not gonna list every single card that goes into the graveyard even the relevant ones like i can and if anyone has any questions about like hey what's going in there i would answer them yeah at a certain point you can't really just list every single card. It slows the game down too much. It's maybe kind of obnoxious. So there is a back and forth. There's a medium there of like, you have to ask for some of that information versus you have to tell people that information. So definitely point taken on like, maybe we we may have erred a bit too far on the like, share your information aggressively side. Um <laughs> But, you know, it generally it is it is probably better to lean towards that than not letting people know what's going on. I think so, too. And also, like, we're only as good as the stories we hear. Right. So if it sounds like someone's being super cagey with what's in their yard, like, of course, I'm going to call that shit out. What Sam is saying is we're never at fault. And it's always the poster who's writing in. And, uh, you know, thank you. Yeah. That is exactly what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally exactly we're blameless and perfect and never get anything wrong. Yeah, of course. Except for the Blightsteel thing, which yeah. I did try to correct Mike on, and he insisted. <laughs> oh my god! He insisted that you can fucking reanimate Blightsteel. This is slander. <laughs> I do think it's really funny that they're just like, hell yeah, I run the Burning Inquiry just to fuck with people on turn uh, one because we <laughs> talked about that and we we're like, well, please into Felden. Stepping away from just like two friends kind of dunking on each other with these two stories, I do kind of get a feeling that like. If Wack here thinks that the kid gloves are off and we're just playing no holds barred, I did kind of get the feeling that punk ass bitch wasn't in that mindset. You know what I mean? Like if certain cards are pissing you off or you're like frustrated about something busted that somebody is doing, are the kid gloves really off in that situation? Is there like maybe a power level discussion that should be there? Wack talks about how, hey, if I'm playing this deck, everybody should know that it's no holds barred. We're we're gonna be playing some like absolute real trash magic, as we like to say. But maybe you just have to articulate that a little bit more when those games happen. Um, maybe you are doing that. And again, maybe this is just sort of like difference of opinion with these two stories. But we're trying to find like the truth kind of between the two of them. And if that salt comes up, be like, hey, this is no holds barred. Turn one burning inquiry to fuck with your setup turn is entirely valid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I guess there's an element of if you just say it, if you just admit to it, it feels better in some ways. But at the same time, if somebody like I, I feel like I wouldn't love that. <laughs> like if one of you guys are like, well, yeah, I'm playing it just to fuck with you. I'd be like, okay, well, great. I do still fucking hate that. So like, can we not? <laughs> like, I mean, that's that why I built my entire Marath deck. Yeah, but that whole thing should just go in the trash when you're burning inquiry. Like <laughs> <laughs> my whole deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a literal trash can. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll let it happen. That's a rule zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is there a salt rating for this? It feels oh, like it's yeah, kind of like a rebuttal, but whack is mad salty. Did you hear that like last paragraph? I read? well, no, like totally. <laughs> I just mean like it, it feels different. I don't, I don't know that it like if it gets what or not. I guess it get. Hmm. I don't know. Wax basically saying like, "Hey, we play high power. I am a bit more honest about." my graveyard contents than you guys let on in the previous story or than what was discussed in the previous story. Yeah. But then he admits that he is like running it just to fuck with people. So like, I feel like for me, my salt rating for the last one doesn't change because if anything, (laughs) I feel like we were giving him a little more credit and it's like, nah, maybe it like works. He's like playing the burning (laughs) creeper. I was like, nah, he's just trying to fuck with people. So I, I think the salt, the original salt is still justified, but I do hear that like he he's not a scum lord with the graveyard. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a rebalancing of the salt. Before it the is. salt was there yeah. because of like the graveyard shenanigans. Now it's there because you're you're absolutely just trying to like wreck people with that burning inquiry turn one. Which yeah. I, hey, if that's the power level you're at, like I fucking respect it for sure. Well, shall we have a second one here, guys? Let us another one. Let's do it. So this next story comes to us from Patreon, and this one comes to us from our buddy Media Magnet. And the post title here is Scooped at Turn 4. Mm. It goes. This one happened last Tuesday. Well, it's been a while, but uh, it happened on a Tuesday, I guess I could say. I was playing my Jota <laughs> Archmage deck into a Wilhelt Sack Things to Make Zombies deck in an Urza Chief Artificer Artifact Printer deck. Three-player pod woes aside, the game had started out pretty smooth. Mostly just play land and pass. We get to turn four. I'm finally ready to put Jota on the table, as the next turn I'd hopefully be able to set something out that was rather big. So I tap lands, play Jota, and pass to the Wilhelt player. He drops his land and dumps a fleshbag marauder on the field. I have to sacrifice Jota, and I complain about not being able to bounce back if my commander is just going to get noped off the field before I have the chance to spin up. So I look down at my hand, see my remaining lands. I have in my hand all lands that enter tapped. So basically it was, do I spend two or three turns being the table punching bag, or do I cut my losses? And I decided it was less pain to cut my losses. So I sit there in my own salt as the zombie horde runs away with the table. And based on the title, scooped at turn four. Mm. Hmm. Four, how much mana is Jota to get out? Let me look it up. Let, let's read a couple cards here. Uh, so Jota Archmage Eternal is four mana. Costs one, a blue, a red, and a white. It's a legendary creature, human wizard, a four, three with flying. You may pay Wooburg rather than pay the mana cost for spells you cast. Also, if we've never read it before, and if you don't know what it is, Flashbag Marauder is a zombie warrior. It's a three, one, costs two and a black. When Fleshbag Marauder enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature. Yeah, I feel like you might not know the name, but everybody knows that effect. Yeah. Somebody plays a fucking creature and like, hey, we're all sacrificing one now. Yeah. And we all have been in the scenario, I would wager, where your commander is that one creature you have that you need to sack. And Fleshbag is at such a sick rate because you cast it and you just sack itself. Yeah. And then you reanimate it. And then <laughs> like... In a reanimator deck, most people are playing Fleshbag Marauder to just abuse it and, yeah. and knock down the table. 
I will certainly say that I sympathize with the Jota player because I understand like that type of scenario because I play a prismatic bridge deck and I've had the bridge yeah. removed and it's like, it's all, it's the only thing the deck does. And it feels really cool because you're just cheating out fucking stupid shit, right? Like, yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. But as soon as people are like, okay, well, I'm not going to let you do that. Then it's like boring for you and, and you can't really do much. I will yeah. say if they scooped on turn four, it means they had like a, a pretty good turns one, two, and three. Because if they already had Jota out and we're going to be able to activate it the next turn, like they're already like a couple turns ahead, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're pretty much on curve, like four mana on turn four or five mana. Well, I was assuming I, they I like played it on like turn ahead. three and yeah, then yeah. like turn four, they were going to activate sure. it. Um, either way, like that definitely blows. Like it's yeah. not a. I sympathize with them, but like these kinds of decks, it's the only way to stop them. Otherwise, they're yeah, just like a snowball out of control. So like totally. you have to just remove the thing and you have to do it before they get value. You can't be like, all right, I'll let you get like a couple things in because those couple things are just going to fucking probably lock you out. Like, yeah. yeah. We talk about linchpin commanders and linchpin commanders that cheat in stuff are even a second level of it right because most of the other things in the deck are things that need to be cheated in that like you can't really resolve otherwise like other linchpin commanders you get removed and like your main strategy gets hindered but you can still play the other cards in your deck they're just not getting like the crazy value off of the one commander card that happens to interact really nicely with them in this case these cheating commanders like they get in and you need them otherwise Every single card you draw, it's like, okay, well, I can't cast this. I can't cast this. I can't mm-hmm. cast this. Okay. I yeah. have tapped lands in my hand and my game plan is slowed down even more. So, you know, you can look to mitigate that in your deck. Like you might notice that your deck is built that way. And and maybe you need backup plans that are a little more like resilient. Otherwise, you're going to encounter this and you just kind of got to take it as what the deck is going to experience sometimes. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. the move is to also wait and like not play your commander until you can at least get one activation, one whatever it is. Like I, Tony, Mr. No Removal, I love fucking Lynchman commanders and I play so many of them and I've learned over time as my play group has forced me to learn that that doesn't <laughs> ride so well. <laughs> like I played like an Omnoth, uh, Locus of Rage deck where like I had to have Omnoth out for the deck to do anything and it just got removed so many times I played a Locus God deck where it's the same thing like if Locus God isn't out my deck doesn't fucking do anything Yeah, and the same thing with the Prismatic Bridge uh, and I've only recently started building things where it's linchpin but in a different way it's more of there's like an effect that the commander does that when it's out cool but it doesn't have to be out like my deck is doing things otherwise or it's not threatening enough alone to be removed yep. so it's like kind of just got to start changing your gameplay style because you're not always going to be able to splooge everything out. Mm-hmm. Though I want you to be able to. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I I feel for you. I want you, you to have that any experience. Any other word? I could, but Don't like it, it was the first word. one that came. And Tony was flipping through his middle school dictionary. He's like, splooge? I haven't said that in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I mean, I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I think when you have a linchpin commander that is like getting disrupted this early, I think things to consider are like protective interaction. And the other thing would be redundant pieces. 
sometimes with these linchpin commanders, there is a card out there that does something similar, maybe slightly worse, but you can still put that in the 99 of your deck. So like, for example, if Alesha dies, I have other pieces in the deck that can reanimate. For example, with Joda, Fist of the Suns is a card and it does the exact same shit that Joda does as an artifact. Granted, it may be in your deck. It probably wasn't in your hand at the time. But just as general advice, like having some of those redundant pieces are going to make it so even if your commander gets super locked out, you can still see a path to victory and Mm -hmm. it won't be at the point where you just have to scoop, you know. But if you're constantly like, well, let me just keep jamming my commander out. And if it doesn't happen, my deck does nothing. Then you will find yourself in this situation where it's like, well, my commander got removed two times and I can't pay for this crazy commander tax it has now. So I'm pretty much just out of the game, especially like you said, Mike, with decks that have free value. Typically, those decks aren't built on curve and you have these like super high value cards in the deck that if you have to cast them normally, it feels really bad. But to cheat it out, it feels great, you know? And when you're stuck just with a grip full of stuff you need to cast normally, that is a bad place to be. Yeah, that trap of like you must play your commander for your deck to work feels so bad when it's seven or nine mana. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, sometimes you're literally like draw, play a land, to just hope to get to the next turn. I feel like that's what made me start to switch playing some of those decks because I kept finding my commander would get removed and then I literally couldn't do anything else. I was like, I have nothing to contribute that's good. I just need to play a land and get back around to the next turn when I can cast my commander again. And like that play pattern, I was like, man, this sucks. The boys have figured it out and I... (laughs) I can't be left alone. <laughs> if all someone needs to completely shut you out of the game is one sacrifice, a turn rotation. Yeah. Like people are going to find ways to set that situation up and you're going to end up locked out, you know? Yeah. Hmm. So what do we think about the salt rating here on this one? It's a, it's a sulky salt, you know, it feels yeah. bad. It's like a, it's a disappointment salt. We talk sometimes about non-games, and this is sort of an example of that. Like, you get your commander out, it's gone, you have nothing else to do. It's mm-hmm. it's barely like you played a, a game of magic. It's missing all the hallmark signs of a game of magic of, like, casting multiple spells, interacting with people, hitting people for damage, having stuff develop. Like, it's missing all of that. It's kind of like you didn't play a game. And that is a bummer, because you were expecting to play... A game and you have a mismatch of expectations so that that's pretty high salt but it's also like you just kind of got to deal with it sometimes and and if it's happening repeatedly it's something where you could check if your deck needs to be adjusted to make yeah that not happen as often but if it happens once every you know 20 games it's just kind of what's going to happen yeah all i can say is i feel for you Mm-hmm. I know this salt. I know the sadness behind it. I see <laughs> the salt in your eyes. And it's it's sad. It's deep. It's not great. <laughs> and eventually I learned to just, I just don't really play those types of things anymore. Like, honestly, you get like one or two good runs in. You get a game or two where no one's really expecting it to do what it does. And you're fucking king of the hill. You're fucking popping out world spine worms. <laughs> you're like doing all sorts of shit. And you're like... Selling you propane feel propane the power. Accessories. Yeah. And then your play group's like, oh, well, I'm not going to let that happen anymore. And they just fucking remove it every time. You're like, okay, well. Yeah. Because you made them do it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. 
I can't even tell you the last time I played the bridge and I can't tell you when I'll play it again. <laughs> it just, I don't think it'll happen. I might as well just take it apart. <laughs> Dude. Like I, I have lived the salt because it wasn't a Jota deck, but I used to have a Morophon elemental deck. Uh, so it was all just jammed full of like my Did favorite elementals, thing. super powerful, but it had the same trick. Because Morphon reduces the cost of a specific creature type by Wooburg. And then if you have Joda out and all your creatures cost Wooburg, well, now you're casting shit for free. So it was very similar trick centered around the same thing. And typically with that kind of deck, the commander wasn't necessarily the linchpin I had, but the linchpin for me was always like a draw trigger. Like I had Risen Reef or something else like that. And Risen Reef, I remember specifically the one where it would pop off. Yeah. And I was playing it, and I got to the point where every time I would cast Risen Reef, somebody at the table would be like, destroy that shit. And it, like, it never, ever hung around. <laughs> yeah. I got to this point where I just couldn't build the engine because the yeah. engine was too obvious. And Joda is a bit like that. And, and the bridge is like that. It's crazy value town, and it's in incredibly powerful if left alone. But if people know the deck or the type of deck that gets centered around those commanders, they're never going to leave it alone. Yeah. Like if someone's playing Jota against me, I'm removing that Jota every single game because I expect someone's going to play an omniscience and everything's going to be free. And yeah. I don't want to face that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, do we hit another one last one? Yeah, guys, let's do one more. You know what guys? It's been a pretty salt heavy episode. <gasps> you know? I was laying my salt bare. That wore me out. We heard the salt of Michael, who was done wrong by our show. Not really, because we don't do anything wrong ever. <laughs> you know, it's been a lot of salt. I could use something a little bit, a little bit uh, sweet in my I mouth. Certainly a bit could. Sugary. A little bit uh, sweet. <laughs> hey, a little bit of sweet. Hey, hey. <laughs> something, <laughs> something. A little sugary, perhaps? That's right. We have a funnel cake? No, we, we don't have a funnel cake. We have a sugar Sad. break for you, everybody. Sugar break! Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Is that oh, it? Yeah, dude. That's it. <laughs> That's, That's the it new. Right there. <laughs> That's good. That's, good. That's it right there. <laughs> like it. I don't know if this is intended to be a sugar break, but I think it's pretty sweet. I don't think Tony will. <laughs> this might be a divisive sugar break interesting but it's sweet for me after i gave you that sweet sweet music <laughs> you gave me three notes <laughs> three golden notes thank you very much <laughs> mm. this one comes to us from our buddy on reddit aegis 001 longtime listener has sent us a bunch of stuff love you aegis if you guys see aegis 001 around the subreddits Give them an upvote. You know the drill. Spread that good goodwill. And the post is titled Heartwarming Stacks. Oh Aww. my God. Fuck you. <laughs> right, you Mike? Would consider this so a fucking. Uh, Tony, could you keep it down over there? Isn't this so oh sweet, God. Mike? Oh, I love so it. Nice. Great. Heart, my heart is so warm. Hello, Foreman. Today I wanted to share a story of kids learning the hard way. <laughs> sounds real sweet <laughs> you know, educating the like youth it. Tony is educating <laughs> the youth Aww. so good learning it's so good for people learning is good 
I was in my LGS today, sleeving up the token Triumph Precon to help my new friends learn how to play Magic. There is a group of kids in the store, no older than 12, playing a seven-person game of Commander, a oh. horror beyond my comprehension. Oh, God. Please <laughs> teach them. They were playing with some spice, too. Ur-Dragon, Emoti, Yurlock. It was a cool table. But one of them was playing a hard stacks list, helmed mm. by, of course, Grand Arbiter Augustine the Fourth. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? They were all loving it. They were picking off stacks pieces, fighting through the gave. Uh, I've never said gave. I don't know why you said it like that just now. G A A I V. That's how like it gets. That's how it gets uh, abbreviated. What is that? Grand Arbiter, Grand Arbiter Augustine the Fourth. Oh, I thought you were just adding agave into like the pod. Mm. <laughs> you know, I would like say there was that agave way, deck. Like Gavi's Gavi, he ain't no gave. Well, no, that's why I was like, why would you say that? I didn't even. <laughs> I've never heard Grand Arbiter Augustine ever referred to as gave. I've only read it that way. I've never spoken it into existence. Um. They were picking off stacks pieces, fighting through the Grand Arbiter players' attempted locks, and laughing while swinging huge creatures and using the stacks to politic. It warmed my salty little heart to see the younger generation not only appreciate stacks, but play around it and not be salty about it. I know Sam will be happy to hear about this mythical no-salt stacks table. I always love to see new players enjoy just playing the game, however it takes form. Stay salty. Wow, Aegis, that was really sweet. That does that does warm my heart. It does. I think stacks is kind of fun to play into sometimes. It's sort of like a puzzle. Like I take my deck and it's like, okay, how can this win when a specific resource or action is restricted? You know what I mean? And honestly, with seven people too, like six people are going to be unhappy about certain stacks pieces <laughs> you know so stuff is not gonna stay around forever like those yeah. pieces aren't uh it's not like a rule of law hits and then the entire game plays out under a rule of law it's like a rule of law hits maybe makes it a turn rotation and then someone draws into their removal for it well you hope if they're running removal i mean these decks sound sound spicy i bet they had some removal i really like the politic aspect of this because i imagine there's like positions at the table where there's i don't know some some kind of stacks piece out a cursed totems out it's like hey i don't have creature activated abilities you don't have creature activated abilities let's keep that shit out because we're stopping these four other players and that kind of like political vibe sort of taking over the table i think that's that's really really cool Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I'm not even going to know. They're they're like fucking 10 feet away from me down at the other end, like for all these goddamn <laughs> players in between. I'm not even going to know that there's a stack of speeds down there. Like, what the fuck? The seven player game is a little bit wild. I, I love how that gets like glossed over and they're like, it's a horror beyond comprehension. Anyways, these <laughs> yeah. little kids, that, that just feels like the most like 12 year old, I drank a couple of Coca-Colas and I'm fucking hype for life type of yeah. games, you know? Yeah. Like, let's all pile in and do it. Those are like amazing games, too. It's like we're not playing with seven people because we think that's the best way to play the game. It's, we're playing with seven people because we have seven friends here and we're not yeah. going to leave someone out, you know, or break it into two games. We're down to be like goobers for, I don't know, six hours, seven right. hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably probably an hour each player. Seven. Yeah, that makes sense. For each well, one of their goddamn turns. Fucking Christ. So obviously, like, we know, Tony, we know how you feel about stacks. Mm. You do not like it. 
Is there ever a situation where you enjoy like playing through it or anything like that? No. Asked and answered. <laughs> Obviously, I, like... I like it. <laughs> the The only time I like it is when somebody tries to fuck me with stacks, but it doesn't like work. And like, I can only think of like maybe Grenzo. I think there's like once or twice when like something happened where it's like Grenzo like plays through that kind of stuff a lot of times because it's just like an activated ability. Like if you're hitting my activated abilities, I'll probably hate you even more because yeah. that's generally what like almost a lot of my decks you're tend to, to like that. survive around activated abilities and yeah. things like that's what I like because it's instant speed. Like I like being able to do things at instant speed and a lot of stacks that will either prevent that or make it harder to do that. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, there's there. I'm never really happy about it. I'm not like, oh, I did it, I got through it. I'm like, nah, like, <laughs> I just wish it wasn't there. <laughs> I know it's a part of the game, but anyway. So. Well, let me ask you guys this: What is your least favorite stacks piece? What is the one that mm-hmm. gets you the most tilted? The one that you see like regularly, like we all hate Winter Orb. You know, don't don't waste your vote on that shit. Like the one that you see typically in a game, what frustrates you the most? blind obedience yeah fucking heard that uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is so true <laughs> all my creatures all my artifacts everything comes in tap fuck that shit i think for me it is tefiri time raveler you're welcome yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it's it's got to be opposition agent for me really oh that that makes sense yeah uh, yeah op agent is tough i feel like each one of us doesn't give a shit about the other ones. Right. <laughs> like, you hate yeah. the thing that screws you over, right? Yeah. Like my decks all tutor. So they all hate when their tutors are shut off, you know? Like your decks yeah. all do activated abilities. Sam likes to do stuff at instant speed. <laughs> yeah. So, I like, just for me to Fury Time Raveler just locks the game out in such a weird way mm-hmm. that like sometimes I feel like it hands wins to other people and I don't like that. And other times it's just a silence effect that you can't do shit about. And that is tough too. Obviously, like the context that I'm usually seeing it is your Sisse deck. So it just comes right out to the battlefield. But it's just a very challenging card to play around because you can't really play around it. And and it's got removal staple to it. I mean, it's just a it's just a dope ass card, you know? Yeah. I guess it is stacks. The only time I like it is when somebody cracks their fetch and I'm like excuse me i have a response <laughs> it's it's real good when it's an op agent but i'll accept it when it's a fucking aven mind sensor <laughs> uh, dude op it. agent is one of those ones that because so few people in our group play it i always fucking forget about it yeah like i p- just played into one i don't know it was maybe a couple months back i was playing against ian and he had a black mana source and a mana crypt up and just pass turn. And I was like, I'm going to tutor. And he was like, uh, op agent, motherfucker, dude. And you guys forget that card exists. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all like, Oh, your, your op agent radar wasn't on. I was like, what op agent radar (laughs) radar for this card. I've never seen this card in my life. I don't even know who this man is. (laughs) I've just got a guy with like big cups on his ears trying to listen for that. I never noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) Know anything about that shit, man. Yeah. Op agent's pretty rough for sure. I was going to say, what's the salt rating here? But I don't remember what the fuck the post was. It's a sugar rating, man. Uh, Oh, it's sugar. sugar Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking. Is it sugar though? (laughs) This is like four. This is like. It's 14 cans of 
Coke, like just OG Coke. It's enough for each kid to have two. Each kid has <laughs> two. No, none of this no sugar stuff. Full on, just like chugging sodas. Yeah, my my sugar rating for this is a uh, is a twelve pack of Mountain Dew and a, a handful of Fun Dip packets. <laughs> just fucking pure unadulterated sugar straight to the brain. Yeah, and like a Snickers and some Skittles tossed in here and there. Oh, dude, Skittles is so good. I feel like for me, it's the it's the powdered sugar on top of the funnel cake that I didn't get, which means it's <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> fuck this shit. Fuck seven player games and fuck stacks. <laughs> but it's cute, I guess, a little bit. Right, isn't it? It's a little heartwarming. It's a little cute. It's a, a little, little bit. bit. A little bit. A little bit. I like it. A little bit. I like it. I like it. A little bit. I hope none of that makes it in. Oh, it's all staying in, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck, baby. Hey, Sam. Yeah, Tony? Is it that fucking time of the week? Ooh, I think it is. I think it is that time of the week. Sure hope so. It is that time of the week, Tony. It's the time of the week like, where we say it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Guys, remember when we said that Tony's getting married if we need to record doubles? <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't guessed. That's what this is, baby. Let go. It's the time of the week, Tony, where we say, Mike. <laughs> What's the salty card of the week? Uh, I was going to try and say it at the same time as you. And then... Oh, let's do it. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Of, of the, the week. Of the week. Of the week. Of the... Okay, one more time. Of, of the, the week. 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 <laughs> week. week. <laughs> are, we gonna, are we about to sing the fucking salty song of the week in unison, Tony? Oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, let's just mind meld real quick. All yep. right, my my mind is melded. Okay. Salty card of the week this week is I'm here without you, baby. But you're still on my salty mind. I think <laughs> about you, baby, and I dream about you in the mind. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I like it's, that's one of those songs that I I like sort of know the words not like well enough but I know that it's like close to that and I was like oh that fit nice <laughs> dude so I've been listening I've been like obsessed with these AI songs where they take like a SpongeBob SquarePants character and yeah. make them sing a song with AI and I listened to this one earlier where Plankton sings "Here Without You" by Three Doors Down which was the song I just sang <laughs> and man. Almost without fail, every single one that Plankton sings is fucking, it's a banger, dude. I'm like listening to some of the System of a Down covers that, that the AI <laughs> Plankton does, just like because I want to hear that song and I think it's good. He's got this soulful voice, man. I'm I'm going to put it in the show notes. People are going to be listening. They're going to be like, what the hell is this in the notes? There is something about it. Maybe I'll even just like rip a clip and and throw it in the bloopers or something. Cause <laughs> there's just something that it's like so close to the regular voice. It's kind of this like new metal-y thing that Plankton's got going on, but you know, it's Plankton, man. It fucking gets me every time I'm like cracking up 
And then I'm shedding a tear for old Planky mm. Boy. Well, what are we salty doing? card? Of oh the yeah, week. I was like, what's happening right now? <laughs> salty card of the week this week is Edgar Markov. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's weird. It's three, a red and a black for a legendary creature, Vampire gotcha. Knight, with eminence. Whenever you cast another vampire spell, if Edgar Markov is in the command zone or on the battlefield, create a 1-1 black vampire creature token. First strike, haste. Whenever it attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on each vampire you control. It's a 4-4. Four, four. So, yeah. Mm. Tony, what do you think about this guy? Um, I think it's kind of stupid. Like eminence is just stupid. And I think everybody kind of like agreed with that and was like, this is kind of broken and dumb. And of them, the Edgar Markov one was the most broken. Like like just permanently, like, let me just get a fucking two-two for nothing yeah. every fucking turn. Like every well, fucking one, turn. One. Well, it's a one-one, but yeah. Whatever. Same fucking difference. Like, come on. Like, let me get a body for free every goddamn turn. Like, that's just kind of stupid. Hey, let me get a body. Hey, let me get a body. Hey, get a body. Get a body. Get a body for free. Get a body for free. That's what I'm fucking talking about. <laughs> that was only half accent, half me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't honestly give me a ton of salt because I haven't really seen it played. Like nobody in our group played it. I I think yeah. this is one of those like kind of overdone ones where it came out. Fucking everybody and their brother was playing it. I can definitely see how it generates salt and. I mostly think it generates salt because I do think it's dumb and like pushed in a way that I'm like, why? It's not like the most broken thing on the planet or anything, right? There's tons of more powerful stuff out there, but the, it just feels like you don't even have to do anything. Like because you selected this as your commander, you just get this random free value every fucking turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the concept of eminence, but I, I think they did it poorly when it when it was done. How about you, Sam? What do you think? Yeah, big agree with Tony right there. I think Eminence is a pretty stupid mechanic. I see why they did it. Like, I understand the design space that it was built in, but I just don't think that Eminence holds up anymore in, like, the more high-power meta that just general EDH exists in. Like, this pre-con was pretty busted when it came out. I mean, getting the free body is insane, and when you cast Edgar and you're just souping up every vampire you control with giving it a plus one plus one counter like think of all the different vampires that are out there released in the older innistrad sets uh, and even the newer innistrad sets that get plus one plus one counters when they deal combat damage to an opponent and shit Mm -hmm. like that so the synergy is just insane i haven't played against this commander a lot but when i have it is just absolutely busted like the value snowballs so hard Mm -hmm. and it in all of my experiences against an Edgar Markov deck, it takes this like Herculean effort, this like Avengers team up with the other three players to just keep the deck in check. I've even played against like lower power budgety builds with Edgar where people were like, yeah, this is kind of my like lower power deck, but it does run Edgar. And I feel like this has a Eureka issue yeah. where you can't really build a low power Edgar deck unless you don't put Edgar in the command zone or you don't cast vampires. Like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those yeah. commanders that printed, and if you just build it, even if you build it with just like a handful of brain cells, you're gonna come away with an incredibly powerful deck yeah. that just has synergy naturally. You know, that's totally the problem. And, and vampires are a very powerful creature type. Like yeah. the vampires that are out there. Yeah, there's are, so much support for it. Like 
Yeah, and some of them are really cracked and like take can steal creatures like Olivia Volderon's can uh, a couple of them or or the original Olivia Volderon can like turn creatures into vampires and take them. And I think there's a couple other vampires that do that shit. So it just has this insane snowball that is very, very uh, challenging to, to beat up. I, I was shocked mm. when you first said this. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, Oh yeah, this does make me <laughs> salty. <laughs> Mike, how do you how feel about, about you, Mike? I, I, I hear where you guys are coming from. I've never really played against it, so I haven't had much experience with it. I have like goldfished some of the CEDH builds of it because it does oh. have some lines. You can use like that free vampire to do some nice things with like Razaketh lines where you're using that free token to generate extra tutors off of a Razaketh, yeah, basically. Right. To just sack it. But I do really love like vampires as a creature type. Like I played a lot during Zendikar when there were some interesting vampire things going on. And then there were played... vampire Nighthawk, dude. Shout out yep. to vampire Nighthawk. That card is fucking cracked. Exactly. And Still like really good. Blade of the Blood Chief. Yeah, but now and you stuff. just play Nighthawk Scavenger or whatever. It's true. Yeah, it's true. So I really like the, the creature type and I have eyed Edgar Markov a couple times as like a potential deck to build. But I think it definitely has the issue you were talking about, Sam, of just like the floor of this deck is really, really high. It also has that issue where if you're going to build a vampire deck, it's very high on the list of commanders you might yeah. choose for it, right? Like mm. you're intentionally powering down if you choose a different commander for a vampire deck, probably like there's there's realistic ways that you would build a stronger vampire deck with a different vampire commander, but like it is clearly the staple commander for it, much like Ur-Dragon is one of the best, you know, yep. dragon yeah. commanders for it. Because it's also three colors too, right? Like exactly. there's not that many vampires that are three colors that like give you access to all of the toys, right? right? And, so it's also and enticing. Those yeah. three colors of including white, because white has a lot of these weird offshoot vampires that yeah. a lot of the other multicolor vampire commander options are like Grixis and you don't get that option. Yeah, or there's there's like some Rakdos vampires that are out there and things like that. So you're, yeah. you're generally looking at like a smaller color pie. Right. So I I see where people are coming from on it being a salty card. I think it's a bummer. I wish this was like a more accessible card for people. It would even be nice if it didn't have that as eminence and it was just like a if it's on the battlefield kind of effect. Yeah. Because like I think it would still be equitably powered with a lot of other commanders that are out there at that if point. If it was like one or two mana cheaper and didn't have the eminence effect, I think it would be fine. Yeah. I I'm salty that it's not really like a realistic option for me to play because I think you guys would be mad at me, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm not salty about it as a card too much personally. Interesting. I was going to say I wouldn't be mad at you, but then I immediately was going to be like, but I would call you a bitch the whole time you played. <laughs> yeah. This is like, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be mad, but I would make fun of you. I'd be like, oh, you can't even you don't even know how to build decks, bro. You just got to like, fucking pay a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I, you do bring up something really interesting, though, Mike, which is like. There is this like class of commanders out there that when you want to play around a specific creature type, it is the obvious choice. Mm -hmm. And I think that that stuff is really boring in the long run. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you think about elementals and elemental decks. There are tons of elementals that were printed in Ikoria that are, are very powerful. You have all the different Omnoths that you could play into. 
like you can build elementals in a variety of ways. I, I talked about my Morophon deck earlier, and you're not necessarily pulled towards one commander versus another. With vampires, you really are leaving a lot on the table if you don't pick Edgar Markov and kind mm-hmm. of choosing to pick something, you know, maybe a little bit more creative, but probably a little bit more substandard. I feel the same way about Eureka with ninjas, where it's sort of like if you don't play Eureka, where does your ninja deck really live? You know, there are definitely options out there, but they just aren't quite as good or as versatile as playing Eureka. It doesn't play into like the shtick of that creature type as much as that like, you know, the ultimate commander that they printed for that creature type. Right. Like you could probably take those decks and with no changes, improve the deck by switching the commander out into these these strongest form commanders which is kind of a bummer like i dislike that as a pattern as a design I pattern i mean there are some people that play edgar markov as a mono black commander have you seen this oh and they just don't cast him yeah. they never cast him because you right. don't need to cast him right and he only makes black vampires anyway so it's, exactly it's on so, theme yeah yeah so it's it's really interesting or you could play it as like mono white or mono red yeah. like it is such a versatile commander and the fact that you don't need to cast it is such like a hallmark of it yeah. yeah, that you can build these specifically kind of jankier, worse decks, and they're still very good. Right. Yeah. Well, where do you guys think this falls on the top 100 salty cards? Hmm. This is a hard one because I feel like in prior years, it was probably much higher when Edgar was more popular, but I don't think it gets played as much. Um. I'm going to say this is 82. I think it's mm. kind of low. I think Edgar Markov has fallen out of favor a bit. And also, I don't think many commanders occupy like higher slots in the top 100 salty cards unless they're really, really backbreaking. Hmm. I'm going to say 69. Nice. Nice. Tony takes one. Whoa. Hell yeah. I mean, Sam hasn't won in, like, fucking ever, forever. Yeah, he's hey. basically bad at the game. Who's keeping bad at the game now? I don't even care about this game. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I never even tried to win, so, like, it doesn't even exactly. matter if I lose. It comes in at 62. Wow. And Interesting. Sam, your, your guess that it was probably higher in previous lists is interesting because the previous year, it wasn't even on the top 100. No way. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. That's kind of so shocking. Somehow went up, maybe with reprinting of additional vampires, people became mm. more interested in it again. Yeah, but, I guess yeah. so. It did have that that judge promo that was printed in like 2021. I don't know if that plays into it. I just don't see many people playing this anymore. No, me neither. Also, shout out to Edgar Markov for having the, uh, I think one of the biggest glow downs in magic history when he became Edgar Charmed Groom where he was just like a weird brainwashed husband in that strange <laughs> wedding themed set that they produced. Yeah. In the first one, he's like a badass with like a bunch yeah. of servants, like putting armor like onto svelte. him. He like looks good. He's like, yo, put armor on me. And then in the other one, he's just like a weird dude. He's like, got any coins? And he literally flips into a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like he's asking for change on the street, quite frankly, in the yeah, in the art. He does. <laughs> and he's not good. He just gives vampires plus one plus one. It, it's got a cool flip effect where when he dies, 
it comes back and generates additional one ones. It's it's a neat card. But the, the thing is, like, I think I first of all, I didn't really love Crimson Vow anyways. I think they did uh I think they did our boy Audric super, super dirty by just making him like a bad Boris vampire. But I think the reprinting of Edgar as a new creature was an opportunity to open up that like kind of what we were just talking about that like vampire design space and make a new vampire commander that would have been truly interesting to play still hit those three Mardu colors. You know what I mean? Like maybe it is something that you end up, maybe they were afraid of just people putting it in the 99, but obviously it probably wasn't designed with commander in mind. Yeah. Well, that wraps up the uh, salty card of the week. Well, thanks Mike. That was a lovely salty card of the week. And thank you to all of our prospectors out there for listening to another episode of the Howling Salt Mine. If you want more Howling Salt Mine, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Howling Salt Mine. We have our Stray Grains, which is our short form series. It's all of the tangents, all of the little asides, all the little stories that don't make it into the final cut of the episodes. Those get taken and sprinkled into the stream for our Patreon members. We also have our Extra Salt series, which is our monthly bonus show every month you get an extra episode where we break away from our typical format of reading salty stories and do some more traditional magic content we have deck techs on there we do q a's right now we're doing a series where we're going through every color and talking about our five favorite cards from every color uh we just did a blue episode which tony loves you know he loves blue he's wearing the blues trash color for trash people shirt right now i am and i think it's pretty safe to say that we have i think the last i calculated it between the stray grains and the extra salt we have something on the order of like 14 hours of additional content out there it's probably a little bit higher i think we have three to four hours of stray grains alone so there's a lot of them out there so if you want some more hsm in your life check it out we also have a thriving discord community it's tons of fun we're in there every day chatting with people We're doing pickup games. And of course, once a month, we're doing our Patreon game nights where we get to jam with the patrons in the salt mine, just running it down. You heard about it earlier where I got mad salty. Tune in. Maybe I'll get fucking tilted and feel really bad about myself. (laughs) (laughs) Check out our website if you want to get some Howling Salt Mine merchandise. Right now we have custom Dragon Shield sleeves with the Howling Salt Mine art on them. They are beautiful. It's a lovely shuffle. I don't know if you've ever used custom Dragon Shield sleeves, but they feel great. It's kind of like a mix between a gloss and a mat. I actually a nice really hand like feel. Hashtag sponsored. The hand feel and the mouth feel, quite frankly, is pretty good. <laughs> the, the mouth feel is so good. <laughs> we won't refund you if you eat all of your sleeves. Though. <laughs> you got to buy another pack, then. Yeah, you got to buy another pack. Yeah, buy two so you can eat one, honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we also have our bonfire store if you want to uh, get a different type of sleeves. I'm talking shirt sleeves. You know what I'm saying? Cover up your arms with some sleeves and the rest of your body also with a cloth uh, shirt with stuff on it. If you have a salty story that you want to submit to us, you can send it to our Gmail, which is thehowlingsaltman at gmail.com, or submit it to us via our shiny new website that I talked about earlier. Uh, we have a submission portal there. All of those will lead to us. You can DM it to us as well. We do our best to capture everything, put it into our queue, and use it for a future episode. I uh, love to read those salty stories, and um, they really are the lifeblood of the show. So keep them coming. Get, get some... You know, we have a distinct lack of salty confessionals. I would love to hear 
about times where you got super, super salty, just like the one I had today. Another way to help with the podcast is to give a five-star review in your favorite podcast app of choice. That really does go a long way to help the show. I know we say this every week, and I know lots of creators say this stuff, but it's something that just pushes us a little bit higher in the overall algorithm of those apps. Uh, And basically what that says to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever is like, hey, let me suggest this growing podcast to other potential listeners out there who may not have heard of it. So it's, it's really useful for us to increase our platform, and it's really easy for you guys to do out there. Lastly, we got to shout them out, our homeboy, J.D. Burnett, for making our amazing podcast art, which you can get on those custom Dragon Shield sleeves. Uh, if you're ever in Asheville, North Carolina, hit him up and get a tattoo. He's a really cool guy. 10,000 subscribers are bust. Indeed. Well, I think that's it, guys. Hell yeah. As always, stay salty, and don't forget to draw an additional card during your draw step. Do we lose Tony? I think we did. Or he just really doesn't remember this and is like, guys, I can't I can't remember you saying that. Oh, are you back, Tony? Hey, welcome back. My internet connection is unstable is what Zoom is telling me. Nice. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. I'm shocked. Love that. Close, close some Michigan. of those hundreds of tabs you got, baby. <laughs> that literally won't do anything. Yes, it will. Yeah, that'll do so much, actually. I don't think it'll do shit. Well, it's not how the internet works, Tony. It will help you. Are you serious? Series of two. Is that actually how that works? Yes. If tabs are open, your browser it consumes keeps the, more. The, yeah, your browser keeps the web page. But if they're just like trash, well, like so, I don't think it like no, uses so more internet. If your browser isn't making, if your tabs aren't making any requests, they're not going to use up your internet bandwidth, but they will use up your computer's resources. Uh, so your computer might just be shit. No, the computer is not shit. It's definitely um, the internet. But if you have any video, this is do my you have any gaming PC, tabs? bro. Do you have any no. video tabs or streaming tabs open? You don't have a single Twitch tab open. I don't. Don't don't lie to me. I don't because I got yelled at one time when I, <laughs> so I make sure to not have it anymore. That is good. Uh, also, you should just not have it on. We shouldn't have to yell at you for you to not do that. <laughs> I literally just told you that I don't, and you guys are telling me no, you do, and then you're like, okay, good. Now you're yelling at me again, even though I don't. You sure have, have you, one sure on you right don't now? have like Amaranth's bubble bath on in the side? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know me. Boys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm EP. Eepy, he's so cute. Just Look go at that play guy. Baldur's Gate for the next like three hours, and then <laughs> did you win yet? Are you winning, son? No, I think I'm heading into the. We just got the like <laughs> the biggest yawn. <laughs> we just got the like. Hey, if you're seeing like if you're about to go here, you're not turning back. Oh <laughs> wow, really? It. And so we hit that last night at like. 1 a.m. <laughs> tracks and I had to be in the office by nine so I had to like leave here at like eight so I was like wolf sadie I was like realistically if this is one more fight we could do this right now but it's, it's not, probably you more like it's three hours it's of game probably three hours so yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be 
probably gonna do that. But tonight. it's eleven right now, so <laughs> you're hitting that tonight. Oh, Mike's man. about to go. Fucking I don't go do to bed until. Right I mean, I, I work from home tomorrow, so I can sleep in a little bit. This eepy boy. <laughs> this eepy I boy. didn't say I was gonna be like happy to do it right now, but it's gotta happen. It's yeah. got a big fucking smile on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh shucks, it's gotta happen. Oh no, oh, darn. Well, I hope you enjoy it, dude. Sounds fun, Thanks, dude. Probably, I'm gonna take a fucking shower because I've been sweating for. Like five hours, it feels. How long have we been recording? It's hot. Four, Four hours. hours. Yeah, Four. I'm this fucking is, a sweaty. This is long. Betty, these right recordings now. are. These are long. Yeah, <laughs> it's so long. Doubles are hard. Talking about our favorite cards. Talking about decks that we've built. We do deck techs. We just talk about like stories that. Let me say that again. We do deck techs. Where, oh my god, guys. My brain. <laughs> what, is it late or something? My brain. We do deck text. We do Q and A. <laughs> we do deck text. Okay. Two more? No, that's this is the last one. Second one. That was the second. That one. was the second one. I was testing you. You guys passed flying colors. Good job. <laughs> Were you trying to record till midnight? You goober. I'm here without you, baby. But you're still on my lonely mind I think about you, baby And I dream about you all the time